All right, welcome into Devori Darkens Live. Feel like we're back in the swing of things. Uh, this is a daily podcast. Now, there are days we do take off, but Monday through Friday, my intention is to show up here with you on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook and help you get what you want out of life, help you win, actually, in your life. There's been a lot of reflection in how I want to help you win over the holiday season. And one of the things that really stood out to me uh, is how I could better explain this stuff. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about self-sabotage. And the way I'm going to talk about it, my expectation is it's going to make a big difference for you. Because as you guys know, if you watch this quite often, you know how I am. I'm not about giving you more knowledge. I want you to take action. I want you to implement these principles that we are going over. So regardless of whoever you are, this podcast is recorded. I'm live on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. So I'm looking at the people on TikTok for the people on YouTube and Facebook. However, if you want to go back and watch this, maybe you have to go early or something like that, you just go over to my YouTube channel, and no matter what platform you're on, you'll see a link in my bio. You'll see a link there. You just click on the link, and it'll say, Watch Devore Darkens Live. That'll take you right to the podcast. Now, what are we talking about today? We're talking about how do you overcome self-sabotage. Now, we all know, or you have an idea of what I'm talking about, right? It's that behavior that you have of really getting in your own way. That's what happens. If I was going to simplify it like I'm speaking to a sixth grader, not that you guys are not intelligent or anything like that, but I want to make this simple. Self-sabotage equals you getting in your own way. And why that happens is because you don't know how to respond. You don't know how to deal with it. And the chances are you don't understand it. Let's look at it this way. As I go throughout this episode today, look at it this way. Every day you wake up in the morning, your objective is to win the day. It's a game. Every day is a game. You either are going to lose or you're going to win. What defines whether or not you lose or win? It first starts in your mind. What's your mindset? What are you focusing on? How are you thinking? Because that controls the behavior throughout the day. That behavior throughout the day leads to the results and outcomes you get throughout the day. And those outcomes add up. And at the end of the day, you'll know if it was a, if it was a successful day or if it was an unsuccessful day. Now, in the context of being able to wake up in the morning and do what you want, that's what I would classify as winning. You see, if you're waking up every morning and you're not doing what it is that you love to do and you're miserable, you're losing because you're not in control of yourself, right? You don't have the mindset. That's where it starts. It starts in the mindset. And um, I think the biggest problem is ignorance. We just don't know what we don't know. So I love talking about this because I know you got the strategies. You got the books, right? You have the books. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're doing it. More knowledge does not equal more action. 
that's the dis disconnect in all of education. More knowledge does not equal more action. That's a misconception. Part of self-sabotage is thinking you need more knowledge before you take action. All that's going to do is cause you to procrastinate even more. Analysis, paralysis, overthinking, right? Information, overwhelm. Call it whatever you want, but that's exactly what will happen. So we've got to understand, and that's what I'm going to do in today's episode, is help you understand how do you overcome the self-sabotage so you can start doing what it is you know you should be doing, which will help you win the day, right? Win the mental game in your head. You see, self-sabotage is almost the enemy here. You don't understand your enemy, you're going to get killed, right? If you don't understand how to respond, you will get controlled, right? The self-sabotaging behaviors will control you. You won't control yourself, okay? So I want you to think of that as we go through this episode, that every day is a game that your objective is to win. How do you know you won that game today? It's because you got to do what you wanted to do. You got to do the things you said you were going to do. Okay. And if you're not doing any of that, and every day you're waking up and you're stressed, you're filled with anxiety, you're procrastinating, you know what you should do, but you're not doing it, you're losing the game in your mind. That's what's going on. So today is another principle to help you win that game in your mind. So, what exactly is self sabotage? Well, I was saying that it's you getting in your own way. But part of self-sabotage, it's, it's the byproduct of the main problem in all of us. You have a paradigm. I have a paradigm. What is that exactly? It's a multitude of ideas that are fixed in your subconscious mind that controls your behavior. Now, let me give you a couple of visual analogies. Think of your cell phone, right? You have a cell phone, okay? This is hardware, right? Right. This is hardware. The camera is the hardware, right? The charging port speakers. This is hardware right here, right? Okay. My cat's been laying on this. Um, this is the hardware, right? This is my old phone. Um, anyways, you, you have the glass, you have the screen. Now, you can't use this phone, right, um, if there's no software on it. You, you can picture that, right? You, you understand that you couldn't use the hardware of the iPhone if there was no software on it. It's the software that controls the hardware. Okay? Now, let's take another example. Right? I have my iPad here. It's the same thing. I'm only able to use this iPad because, as you can see, there's a software on here that is doing what it's doing. It allows me to type, right? It allows me to do all these things. There's no software on this iPad. I couldn't use it. Well, guess what? If you had no mind, you wouldn't be able to do the things you do with your body. You wouldn't have the behaviors you have. You wouldn't think the way that you do. You wouldn't take the actions you're taking. You wouldn't believe in the things you believe in. You wouldn't see the world the way you see it if you did not have a conscious and a subconscious mind. Well, the subconscious mind is where the software is located, and it controls everything that you're doing. A byproduct of that is self-sabotage. You got a virus in your software that's causing you to do that. Where does the virus actually come from? 
It comes from your upbringing. That's what it is. Nothing new. You guys probably are aware of that. If you're dealing with anything in regards to self-sabotage, procrastination, a lack of belief, um, let's see here, uh, closed-minded, negative thinking, um, lack of confidence, all of that is in your subconscious mind. It's not the environment. It's not other people. It's in your subconscious mind. So the objective today is for me to help you understand that so you can replace that software, that virus. You can clean it up in your subconscious mind. And when you go to do that, that's you um, winning. That's only going to help you win uh, beyond today. Okay. Now, what's an example of self-sabotage? Well, an example would be you have a decision you need to make to get to where you want to go and you don't make it. You buy into the perfect excuse on why you can't do it. And you don't make the decision. You've just sabotaged your success. That's exactly what has happened. Another example could be, um, it really all has to do with decision making, by the way. But another example is the way you wake up, how you go to sleep, how you structure your day, how you operate, how you show up. You see, if you're not showing up as the person you want to be, you're already sabotaging your success. Because you're not acting like the person you should be. Right. You are acting like the person you've been. That's only going to get you. That's only going to keep you where you've been. Right. That's not going to propel you forward. Another example of self-sabotage is when you know. It's not even just the decision when you already know what you should do. And, you know, if you just take this one more action, you're going to get the success. <laughs> but then you don't. You get in your way, you overthink. You start seeking approval or opinions from other people. And you're back at square zero. You don't even take action from that point. You see, if we were going to sum it all up, self-sabotage is you just getting in your own way. You believing in what your enemy is telling you, which is your negative voice. That's what you're doing. You're just believing in the negative voice in your head. That's what's causing you to behave that way. You have something you're going to do. The negative voice comes up and tells you, you can't do this. You can't do that. This is not the right time. It'll give you all the perfect excuses and you believe in them. Right. You know, it, it's, it's not just your thinking, but it's your behavior as well. Some of you guys, and we all have some bad habits that are not conducive to what we're trying to achieve here. Right. So example of that would be for people who maybe you work, you have a, a career. What do you do as soon as you get off work? What are you doing for the following two hours? Are you scrolling on social media for two hours or are you working on your goal? Right. People who have a business, same thing. Are you working in the business or are you working on the business? Big difference. So we have these behaviors um, that get in our way. Like, for example, one of the things, too, is how productive you are. If you can't sit down for 45 minutes straight and knock out one task. 
you're definitely not in control of yourself. You should have the, we all have the ability, by the way, but you should be able to sit down and truly be present for at least 45 minutes and focus on whatever you're focusing on. You know, that I, I don't think in my serving in the military and, and going through this material, um, I think that's a practical thing to do every hour. 45 minutes, this is what I'm focused on. 15 minutes, I can walk outside. I can break my focus. I can reset, right? My point is, is that people can't even focus for five minutes because they're on their phone. That's sabotaging your success, right? So what's what causes this self-sabotage in the first place? It's what I was just going through. It's just understanding that you have um, ideas in your subconscious mind that are expressing themselves through your behavior. You may have an idea in your subconscious mind that you're not worthy. So how does that show up in your behavior? You will, if you're on the verge of success, you will pull back. You will not make the decision. You will not move into action. You will slow down. Right? That's an example. Because the idea in your subconscious mind is you're not worthy of the success. So you'll act like a person who is not worthy. And then you will make decisions like that person. See, where it all comes from is the subconscious mind. And when you were a child, your subconscious mind was wide open. And uh, whatever went in there, went in there. And you only know what went in there because you look at your behavior today. And the results you're getting. That's how you know. Another example is you speak the language you speak because that's what your parents placed in your subconscious mind from the moment you were born. Just like the people who speak multiple languages... They may have learned those multiple languages when they were children, right? Because their subconscious mind is wide open. So anyways, that's where it comes from. The point now, what you're wondering is, okay, I got, I, I get all that, Devori. Um, Okay, I, I, I got the sabotage. It comes from what's happening in the subconscious mind. But what exactly am I supposed to be doing instead? Great question. So what you're going to want to do is understand the tools that you have to take control of yourself and win. Now let's go back to the analogy here. Every game, you have rules. Every game, you have tools that are available for you so you can win the game. Okay? What is one of the tools, what are one of the tools that you have at your disposal? One of those tools, one of those tools is decision making. You see, you have the ability to get better at decision making. All successful people are great at making quick decisions. You want to get ahead of the self-sabotage, you got to make decisions. What is a decision? A decision equals action. You see how it gets ahead of the self-sabotage because self-sabotage is you're pulling back. You're not going to be taking action. You're going to try to go do something else. No, you've got to make a decision that you are committed to doing. 
that is a tool that's available to you. Okay, listen, you guys are not getting it. Let me, let me make sure you understand this. Let's take the basic, um, let's take the basic game of chess. Okay. Obviously the purpose of chess is to get to the other side of the board and kill the opponent's king, right? I want you to look at the game of chess in the context of what we're talking about today. The opponent's king, the enemy's king is self-sabotage. Okay. Now you have tools, you have tools that will help you do that. What do you have? You got a, you have a knight, you have a, a bishop, right? You have a rook, right? You have a pawn. You have all these different pieces. These are tools that are available to you to move across the board, to take out the opponent's um, pieces and get to the king, right? Those are tools that are available to you. And each tool is subject to its own rule, right? It can only move in a certain direction or go so many spaces, right? So anyways, you understand that about chess, okay? You understand the purpose of chess is to get over to the other side of the board and kill the opponent's king. Your objective right now is to get on to the other side of the board and get rid of this self-sabotage. You have to recognize what the tools that are available to you are. You have to recognize what those are and you have to understand what the rules are, right? See, if you don't understand the rules of chess, you're not going to know what you're doing, right? You're going to make the wrong moves, okay? So listen, one of the tools that are available to you to overcome self-sabotage is decision-making. When you make a true decision, you're doing the opposite of self-sabotage. Now, to understand what I mean, what is a true decision? A true decision is a decision based upon what you want. Okay, now let's think about it. Let's go back to the example. You're on the verge of accomplishing something, or you're on the verge of doing something you said you were gonna do finally, and right there in that moment, you either are gonna back away and not take action, or you're going to make a decision to keep moving forward. Why? Because you know what it is that you want, and you want it so much that you're willing to experience the discomfort, you're willing to do something you, you may not like to do, but you're gonna do it anyway because you want something. Think about it. Every decision that you make in your life, it's an emotional decision. There's always emotion behind it. I'm talking about action, okay? People say they, they decide to do things every single day, but they never act on them. That's not a decision. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you moved into action, you took out your wallet, you put it on your calendar, you spent energy on it. That was a decision. Okay, you don't make those decisions if you're not emotional. You want something or you're looking to avoid something. Either way, you're emotional about it, which is why you moved into action. This is a tool that is available to you, but you've got to be emotionally involved in what it is that you want in order to make the decisions to do things you may not like to do. You see, let's go back to the game of chess. What is something that someone doesn't like to do when it comes to chess? Practicing, studying, right? Losing, but you got to lose in order to learn how to win, right? Same thing with sports. 
you've got to practice. These are things that no one likes to, no one loves practice, right? Like, because it's not the real game. The people who are very successful and are great, they actually fall in love with the practice. They fall in love in perfecting their craft, right? They look to understand what are the rules, what tools are available to me, and how can I master those, right? That's what they're doing. That's what you got to do. See, success is simple if you just understand what the rules are, the tools that are available to you, and the simplest way to move forward. See, to get over and overcome, to overcome your self-sabotage, you're going to have to just practice making quick decisions. Decisions that are based upon what you want. Okay, big difference here. You have to understand that. Now, how do you make a decision? <clears throat> I want to be thorough. How do you make a decision? How do you make a decision so you can start practicing this tool that you have available to you? You make a decision by just doing three things. Number one, you have to know what you want. Number two, you got to take action on it immediately. And number three, you repeat it over and over and over again every single day. I'll give you a great example. I know I want to help you become successful. So my decision is I did this podcast today and I'll do it tomorrow and I'll do it the following day. And the days I don't do it, it's because I obviously have some competing requirements. But other than that, I've already made a decision that I would do this podcast and I've been making that decision every single day. So you have to make the same decision every single day until it becomes a habit. Right. So in the beginning, you're going to have to keep telling yourself, nope, I decided to do this. I'm going to do it. Right. You, even though, remember, the self-sabotage is going to try to come back and tell you why you can't do it. You got to say, no, I'm in control of me. This is what I want. This is what I'm doing. And then you do it. Success is really simple, guys. The problem is we're not taught this when we're children. So it's foreign language in the beginning. It's, it's, it's virtually secret to most people. It's simple. It makes sense. We love hearing about it. But to do it is an entirely different conversation. The reason why it is, is because as children, no one taught us about the subconscious mind. That's the doing part of your mind. That controls what you do. The, the knowing part of your mind, which is your conscious mind, that doesn't control what you do. Think about it. How many people you know, they're smart, brilliant. You look at them and like, man, they know a lot of stuff. But what do they actually do is the question. Right? The doing part is in the subconscious mind. For the parents who are watching, you are experiencing this with your own children right now. I bet one of you guys, you just told your child either this morning or yesterday, didn't I raise you better? Don't you know better? And your child's like, of course I do. Well, why are you not doing better? And the child says, I don't know. But you know better, right? And the child says, yes, I do. And then you're like, but why are you not doing it? I don't know. Because it's not the knowledge that controls what a person is going to do. It's what's in their subconscious mind is what controls what a person is going to do. So if your child is not doing what you want them to do, 
It's because they don't have the right idea in their subconscious mind. You have not programmed them properly. Now, a part of that is some of it's outside your control because if they go to public school and they're around a lot of other people and a lot of other children, they'll pick up their habits too, right? So I'm giving you this example because the tool that is available for you to win in your own life from one day to the next is decision-making. Decision-making has the, 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 the decision that you need to make every single day. You got to get that into your subconscious mind. It has to become a habit. It's not going to become a habit if you don't know what you want. You're not emotionally involved. That isn't going to work. Okay? So the first part of overcoming self-sabotage is you got to make quick decisions. You got to practice that. This is a tool that is available to you. The reason why you haven't been making decisions is because no one taught you how. That's one. Two, it's not a habit. That's not in your subconscious mind. So you don't. Your behavior is not someone who makes their own decisions. Your behavior is, I got to go ask somebody's opinion. You know, or I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Because that's what's in your subconscious mind. So the practical way to practice this is with little things. What is it that you have to do after watching this podcast today? What is the action you need to take that will help you become successful today? What is that particular action? What action have you been putting off that you know would help you make progress towards your goal? That's a way you practice. Do that today. Whatever you do, do something. Make a decision. It's like what they used to tell me in the military. When I would, we, you have to, if you want to get promoted in the military, you have to go to these leadership classes. They tell you all the time, making a decision is better than making no decision at all. We would rather you make a wrong decision than to not make a decision at all. That's how you got to treat yourself. If you want to stop allowing yourself sabotage to get ahead of you and control you, you got to be able to make your own decisions, even if they're wrong. Just make a decision. Take, when you make a decision, that means you're going to move into action. Moving into action is momentum. It keeps you moving forward. But if you don't take the actions, that means you're not making the decisions. And if you're not making the decisions, that means self-sabotage is in control. And that's not what you want. That's not what you want. Now, you see this in sports all the time. You see when the player hesitates, what happens? They lose, right? They turn the ball over. They make a mistake. They, they have an unforced error because they hesitated. They didn't commit to their decision. You got to commit to your decision today. Your decision today to do what needs to get done to get to where you want to go. That's what you want to commit to. And even though you have the negative voice in your head telling you, which is the paradigm, telling you, Oh, you can't do that today. We don't got time. Or, hey, why don't you just wait till next week? No, do it now. You see, if you're going to learn anything from this podcast today about self-sabotage, it's about having self-control. You've got to take control of yourself. If there's something you want to do, you do it because you are in control of you, not your negative voice, not your limiting beliefs, okay, not the flawed 
point of views that you have been programmed to have. No, you are going to say, hey, I'm going to take control of me. This is what I say I'm, I want to do. I'm doing it. And that's the bottom line. That's how you got to talk to yourself. Okay? You can't allow what someone else is doing that includes the negative voice in your head to dictate how you're going to live your life. You've got to take control of yourself. How do you do that? You practice making the quick decision. You know you got to do something. You do it right there. You don't wait. Because the longer you wait, you give time for procrastination and self-sabotage. You, you give it the opportunity. That's what's happening. Success loves speed. When you make the quick decision, you're in harmony with success. But when you don't make quick decisions, you're in harmony with failure. Because that's what happens with people who fail. They don't make decisions. And when they do, they go back on them. They change them because they're caught up in someone else's opinion. So what is the type of decision that I'm talking about? A true decision is a decision based on what you want in your life. What is your goal for 2023? And what is the action you're taking today to realize that goal? Well, the decision you have to make is to take the action in the first place. And you got to make that decision every single day. See, this is the problem. Most people have set a goal. They got their vision boards. They got their New Year's resolutions. But they don't understand the concept of a committed decision. When February rolls around and life catches up to them, they are going to quit. They don't know how to keep a commitment. See, a true decision is a commitment. It's a definite. It's final. It's irrevocable. There's no going back. When you make a decision like you did this year to achieve your goal, you must stay committed to that. You got to make that decision every day. You can't allow someone else or something else to stop you. You got to keep going every single day. Every single day, you should be taking at least one action towards your goal. That's true decision making. That's what that is. Again, when you don't understand that, when the procrastination comes up, you're not going to know how to respond. Okay? Because you don't have the right information. How do you respond to procrastination? How do you respond to self-sabotage? You make a decision. You move into action towards what it is that you want. You don't wait. When you wait, you give the momentum over to procrastination. You give momentum over to self-sabotage. You give momentum over to the negative thinking. When you make a quick decision, remember, if you're just listening, decision equals action. That's what I'm saying. When you take quick actions without delay, you stay in a creative state. Okay? You move faster. Okay? You don't give the negative thinking any time to take control of you because you are in control of you by moving into action. That's what we're talking about. So the first thing you got to do that's available to you is practice making a decision. Now, let's address some questions that we got. 
a decision is great, but if you get ill, it can stop you even if you still have a goal. Yeah, see, you are overthinking the concept of making a decision. Okay? Let's read it. Let's read it. This is Chapter 8, Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay, Chapter 8, Think and Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. The Seventh Step Towards Riches and the Mastery of Procrastination. Okay. Analysis of several, several hundred people who had accumulated fortunes well beyond the million dollar mark disclosed the fact that every one of them had the habit of reaching decisions quickly and of changing these decisions slowly if and when they were changed. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly and of changing these decisions quickly and often. Why do they barely make decisions? Why do they slowly make these? Because the majority of people who fail to accumulate money sufficient for their needs are generally easily influenced by the opinions of others. They permit the newspapers, social media, their friends, their family to do their thinking for them. When you are influenced by the opinions of others, you will have no desire of your own. You see, when you make a committed decision, it's based on your level of desire. When you truly desire something that you want, and it's high, it's intense, you're going to make a committed decision. Doesn't matter what it is. Think, think about the last time you truly had a desire for something that you wanted. You were obsessed about it. You made a committed decision that you were going to get it. You'll find the money, you'll figure it out, you'll go get another job, you'll, and you got it because your desire was strong. When you allow someone else's opinion to be involved in your decision making, that desire won't be there. They'll rob you of your desire. Okay. Now, let's back up a little bit here. Um, decision making can be quite hard if your parents made it for you until they thought you were old. Yeah, that's the challenge here is that most of us, we never learned how to make a decision because our parents did the decision-making for us, which is why I'm teaching you decision today. Because I know for most of you guys, if you're like me, you never learned how to make a decision. You were told to make a decision, but you never learned how to. So it's like you were told to have a great attitude, but you were never taught how to. How do you make a decision? A decision, again, is based on what you want. So Let's say right now you have a decision to make. The only question that should be on your mind is, will this help me get to where I want to go? If the answer is yes, you need to make a decision and move into action. If the answer is no, then you don't make that decision, right? Or you decide not to do it, okay? That's the simplest way of making decisions every single day in your life. You want to get great at decision making, just base every decision that you have on what you want. Will this help you get to where you want to go? Will this help you achieve your goal? Will this help you live the life that you want? Yes, let's do it. No, not doing it. If that's all you ever did, you never went and asked your friends or your family, what do you think I should do? You just sat there with yourself and said, hey, will this help me get to where I want to go? Yes, that is the decision that needs to be made every single time. You'll never be wrong by doing that. 
understand something. If you fail to make these decisions, especially when you know you need to make them, you're just going to give your power over to pro procrastination and self-sabotage. That's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. So the bottom line is this, guys. Making a true decision comes down to what you want. Okay. That's how that's the first thing you can start doing and practicing to overcome the self-sabotaging behavior. You change your behavior to making better decisions. Now, the second thing you got to do, uh, the other tool that's available to you is your perception. You need to make sure that you are choosing the perception you want to have about what's happening in your life. One of the easiest ways to get caught up in self-sabotage is to have a negative point of view of yourself. See, if you're sitting there all day thinking about how bad you are as a person, the mistakes you made, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, how does that make you feel? Makes you feel frustrated, makes you feel embarrassed, makes you feel disappointed. Well, when you feel that way, what will your behavior be next? Your behavior isn't going to be you doing something about it. In fact, you're going to just procrastinate even more because you're trying to take action from a place of not feeling good. That doesn't work. That's why when you don't feel good, when you're caught up in fear, fear leads to anxiety. Anxiety leads to procrastination. Procrastination ultimately leads to depression. You slow down. You stop. So... You don't want to be in a negative space emotionally. You want to be in a positive space emotionally. You can't do that if you don't have the right point of view on things. See, you get to choose how to use your point of view. Your perception is a tool. It's a mental tool that's available to you. See, the opponent, which is your self-sabotaging beliefs, your negative voice in your head, it's going to try to get you to have a negative perception of things. It's going to try to get into your head and make you overthink everything and have this flawed perception about who you are and what you can achieve in your life. What you got to do, again, is take control of your perception and create one that serves you. A great example of this is what happened over the past three years. As soon as March 2020 hit, okay, I immediately had the perception that this is going to be one of the most amazing times in my life. That's exactly what happened to me. My life before 2020 and after 2020, it's not even the same. It's a complete 180. It's a different life. Why? Because I chose to have the perception from day one that this was going to work out for me, that this was going to give me an opportunity to have an amazing life moving forward. That was my perception. I didn't have the perception that the world is ending and I needed to live in fear and, oh my God, everything's falling apart and we're being punished. I'm not thinking that way. I'm choosing to think my own truth. That's what you got to do. You got to say, you know what? What is my point of view on this, on my life or what I'm doing? Is it good or is it bad? See, if you have a bad perception, you're not helping yourself. Actually, you're feeding into what the enemy wants you to do. You see, let's take a step back here. 
Every single day, the objective is to win the day. You win the day by winning the game in your mind. Every single day, there, there's a game in your mind. The enemy in there is your negative voice, the negative programming, the negative beliefs, the self-sabotage, all that stuff. Well, it's going to try to get you to think the way it wants you to think. It wants you to see things from a negative point of view. It wants you to dwell in the negativity. It doesn't want you to see if you start thinking positively, if you start taking control of yourself, you know what you're doing, right? You're stepping outside your comfort zone. It's comfortable to think negatively because that's the way you've been thinking your entire life. To just start thinking positively, that means you're outside your comfort zone. Okay? That's exactly what that means. And you have to understand that. You have to understand that's exactly what's going on in your mind. So one of the tools that are available to you to win in your mind is perception. You get to choose how you see it. You get to choose that. Now, if you grew up in a negative environment where everything was the glass is half empty, naturally, you'll probably have a point of view of the world being half empty, that every opportunity that comes your way is half empty. It'll be natural for you to think that way because that's who you were around, right? Remember when you were a child, subconscious mind wide open and can only accept what you're exposed to. Some people, a lot of people were exposed to the idea that, you know, life is half empty. It's not half full, right? That's a perception thing. And guess what? Whatever your perception is, that will be your own truth. So it's not for me to tell you that you have the wrong perception. You don't. Your perception is your own truth. If you say that things are hard, they are hard for you because that's the way you see them. If I say things are easy for me, they are easy for me because that's the way I see them. I'm right and you're right. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. So we can both have opposing perception of a situation and be both right because it's all based on our own thinking. Think about that. Right now, you could be seeing the world as this is an amazing time for you. This is an amazing year already. Some of you guys are already seeing it that way. Some of you guys are still seeing it. Oh, man, this is here we go again. It's all perception. All perception. And you get to choose what your perception is going to be. That's the second tool that's available to you. To overcome the self-sabotage. See, self-sabotage, I mean, you just have the wrong perception. You got to develop the right perception, a positive one. One that makes you feel inspired to do something. Okay? That's why I tell people, you got to stop talking about your old story. You got to focus on the new story. The old story is just going to keep you in the past. It's going to feed the self-sabotaging behavior. The new story is going to get rid of that behavior. That new story is going to cause you eventually to start acting it out, which is what produces the results. That's exactly what, what happens. You see, what are we talking about? Because I see your comment, be it before you see it. What we're talking about is you got to know what you want. After you know what you want, then you need to be it. Then you need to go do it, and then you'll have it. 
People want to have it, not do it. People want to do it, not be it. People know it, but they're not being it and they're not doing it. All three need to be in alignment with each other. You need to know what it is that you want. You need to become the person who would have that. And then you need to do the things that person would be doing. You put that all in alignment, you're going to get what you want. You're going to win. You see, you know what you want. How do you start being that person? I told you, decision making. The more you make quick decisions that are based on what you know you want, that causes you to become that person. Because when you make the decision, you do what? You move into action. You're doing it. Let's go back to the perception. You know what you want. Do you have the right perception of what you want? Are you thinking from from a point of view of why you can have it? That's you becoming that person. Because that person wouldn't achieve that if they didn't believe it was possible. You're not going to believe if you don't have the right point of view. That's the point. That's how these things work. That's how success works. Success works by a person becoming very clear on what it is that they want. They know exactly what they want. This is all successful people. They know exactly what they want. They become the person by making the decisions, taking the action, thinking, feeling, and acting like that person, and they do whatever it is that is required. And they get there. It happens. However, what stops people from doing that? Their programming. The enemy. The limiting beliefs. Right? That's in their mind. That's controlling their behavior. Self-sabotage is just a part of it. It's one piece to the overall um, programming that you have, which is called your paradigm. So if you're going to win, that means you need to overcome your self-sabotaging behaviors. If you're going to do that, you need to use the tools that have already been given to you for free. You've already been given the tool for free to make your own decisions. You don't need anybody else. You can make your own decisions. You've already already been given the tool to have your own perception. You get to choose how you see things. Nobody does that for you. You do that for yourself. When you start taking ownership of these tools and practice using them, you will develop them and you will get better at them. And that means in the game, you will perform at a higher level, which means you will be in control of yourself. So when the self-sabotaging behavior seems like it's about to come on, you cut it off. You make your decision. You change your perception. That's what is going to happen when you practice. It's just like every other athlete. Why do they practice? Because they need to do things unconsciously in the game. They don't have time to be sitting there trying to overthink every move in the game. They'll get washed right off the floor. They got to be able to make quick decisions. They got to know what they want. They got to they got to act like that person. That's why the greats, they practice the way that they play. It's what we did in the military. We train the way we fight. That's what you got to do. You got to practice being the person you want to be. Every day you practice. How did you wake up today? Did you wake up as the person you wanted to be? Are you doing the things right now that the person you want to be would be doing? For the rest of the day, are you going to do the things you know you should be doing? That's you showing up and being that person. The fact of the matter is there is no other way. There is no other way. 
because it's all energy. If you're not being that person, you're not in the same energy as what you want. Or as it's taught from Bob Proctor, you're, you're not on the same frequency. Let's see here. My screen is frozen for some reason. There we go. Let's see here. Um, what if you practice and still fail? It'll be an experience and you got to go and get better. Well, when you practice and you fail, um, that just tells you that you need to keep working on it. That's all that really means. Here's the other thing that will be helpful to you as you have the goal of winning in your life. What will help you win in your life? What will help you overcome self-sabotage? Understanding how to deal with failure. You see, if you're trying to do something you've never done before, chances are you're going to fail in the beginning. I mean, that is what happens to 99% of people. That's exactly what happens to 99% of people. You will fail in the beginning because you're not that person yet. You're learning how to be that person. You're learning what habits are required. You're learning the understanding that you need to have about what you're doing. You don't know any of that in the beginning. You're trying to figure all that out. See, that's why Napoleon Hill has it right. You're not ready for what you want until you believe you can acquire it. God is not going to give you the blessing unless he knows you're ready for it. You're not ready for it if you're not operating from a place of faith. If you're operating from a place of fear, why would that happen? It wouldn't. Right? You have to understand that failure is there to teach you the lessons you need to learn. Failure is there to get you to see the opportunities that are available to you. Failure does not mean that you are a failure. There, again, there is no other way. You have to fail in order to succeed. This goes back to one of the rules of the game, the law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. Win, lose. You got to lose if you're going to win. Right? And that's a lot of us. We, we, you know, I was losing in my 20s. I was not living the life that I truly wanted. And um, I needed to learn the game. I needed to learn what the rules are. I needed to learn that there is a rule called the law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. It's my job to focus on the good side of things. If I focus on the good side of things, I'm more likely to do what I need to do to get to where I want to go. If I'm focusing on the negative things in my life, why would I ever do anything about it? I would just get caught up in it. And as I stated, the negative voice in your head, which is the enemy, that's exactly what it wants you to do. It just wants you to dwell in the negativity because it knows if you start thinking positively, you're going to get outside your comfort zone and change. So we have to understand this. You're, if you're going to overcome self-sabotage, the tool that's available to you from the jump is decision-making. Decision equals action. You make your decisions and you make them quickly. You don't give any time to self-sabotage. Number two is your perception. You got to make sure you keep seeing why 
you will succeed. You got to keep seeing the success in your mind. You cannot have the point of view that it's not possible. You know how many business owners I've spoken with that say the words, well, I don't think there's enough customers. That is a negative point of view of the marketplace. That point of view does not help you become successful as a business owner. Well, there's too many people doing the same thing that I'm doing. Again, that's a negative point of view. That's a negative perception. That doesn't make you motivated to show up and do what you got to do. That matter of fact, that makes you feel what? Discouraged. That's exactly what the negative voice in your head wants you to do. It wants you to feel discouraged. It doesn't want you to step outside the comfort zone and win. If you're going to step outside the comfort zone and win, you've got to take control of your perception and say, wait a minute, there's a word called abundance. There's more than enough clients to go around. There's more than enough money out here. There's no shortage of opportunity. There's not enough people doing what I do in the way that I do it. You know how many people call themselves a coach? Everybody and their mom is a coach, a life coach. You've got 18-year-olds who are life coaches. Do you think I spent any time in my mind thinking, oh, man, there's too many people talking about the same thing I'm talking about? No. If I start thinking that way, I'm going to lose. In my mind, I'm saying, no, there's not enough people talking about this. Majority of the Internet is not positive. It's negative. So, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show out and I'm going to share this stuff like no one else is sharing it. That point of view does what? It motivates me to show up. Now I'm in control of myself. This is what you have to learn. Overcoming self-sabotage is just, you got to use the tools that are available to you. The tool of making your own decisions. The tool of choosing your own perception. That's what's available to you. The other thing is this tool called intuition. You already know what to do. You have that feeling. The feeling tells you what you should do. The intuition is always about yes. The ego is usually all about no. Think about that for a second. Your intuition is not going to tell you. Your intuition is not about making you stop and retreat and contract and live in fear. No, your intuition is about moving forward, evolving, advancing. So what does that even look like? Well, you may be going throughout your day and then all of a sudden, boom, you get an idea in your mind and it feels great. And you got to take action on this idea. That's your intuition. It's helping you get to your goal, which is why the first tool I brought up today was decision making. Most people, not only do they not know how to make decisions, but they don't even trust their intuition, which is never wrong. And so they never even make a decision on that. If you are religious, you must understand your intuition is when God is speaking to you. He's telling you exactly what he wants you to do. Okay? Your intuition's never wrong. And I'll prove it to you. When's the last time you had a feeling to do something, you rejected it, did not trust it, went about your day, you end up looking back and saying, damn, I should have listened to myself. I should have listened to that. You find out you were wrong. Here's the other thing. Yesterday, I was reading a story. How many of you guys know who Travis Barker is? How many of you guys know who Travis Barker is? Travis Barker is married to Kourtney Kardashian. 
to my understanding. Back in 2008, Travis Barker uh, was getting on a private flight. Before he gets on the flight, he starts getting this bad feeling just out of nowhere, like knots in his stomach. He was feeling bad. He was like, I don't think I should get on this plane. So he calls his dad and he's telling his dad all about this. He's like, oh, man, you know, um, if you guys don't know who he is, he's the he's the drummer for Blink 182, just for context. So he's a pretty famous guy. Anyways, um, so he says he, he calls his father and he's telling his father about all this and his father is telling him, no, don't worry about it, man. Just, you know, do do whatever you think is best. Well, he calls his wife and his daughter. The night before the flight, his wife tells him, hey, um, or the morning of that flight, she said, hey, I won't fly with you because I have a feeling that if something was to happen, I don't want both of us to be on that flight. And then our kids don't have any parents. So she canceled at the last minute. And before he got on the plane, on the flight, he was talking to his daughter and his daughter was screaming hysterically. And she was crying in a way that he had never seen her cry. And she was saying that she saw in her mind the top of the airplane rip off. Okay. This guy still gets on the flight. He still got on the flight. So they're ready to take off. Like 10 seconds into taking off. The tires on the on the on the flight they uh, they fail, okay, and make a long story short, um, the problem was because the tires on that flight had failed, it basically made all the systems work against the pilot. So they uh, they they were trying to take off and then they try to cancel and then they try to take off and then it was just too late at that point. And so basically the, the plane went up and then it crashed into the um, right at the end of the runway there. Well, there was eight people on that flight. Six of them died. He survived and his best friend survived as well. Well, his best friend died a year later. The point is, is that he had this intuition that told him not to get on that flight, but he got on there anyway. This is the same thing that happened to Aaliyah. Go read up the story. Same thing. Same thing. Now, if she was alive, she would have said the same thing. She had a feeling not to get on that flight, but she went, she chose logic over what her heart was telling her. Logic said, I needed to get back to America to do these, um, cause she had these shows lined up that she wanted to do. Logically, she needs to do that. I guarantee her heart and everybody else's intuition was telling them not to get on that flight either. The, the pilot was coked up. The flight was overweight. And it crashed. You see, we have an intuition for a reason. This is a tool that is available to us for us to win. The problem is, is that nobody taught you as a child, so you don't trust it. Now, if you're a mother in particular, you know you have an intuition. You're very in tune with it. You know when there's something wrong with your kid. You can feel it. They don't have to tell you anything. They don't even have to be in the room with you. You can feel it from a distance. You know. That's intuition. So the bottom line is what? You've got decision-making, you've got perception, and you got your intuition. You start using those three things, you won't have a problem with self-sabotage because you'll be in control of yourself. Now, 
let me answer a couple questions. So nothing happened. He didn't die. No, he survived. He survived. And he survived because of his best friend actually saved him. When he, as soon as he got out of the airplane, he stepped right in a puddle of um, fuel and caught on fire. Well, his friend um, did not do that. And so his friend was able to, um, uh, what is it? Um, um, get rid of the fire. So Travis could survive. I mean, if his friend wasn't there, he would have got burned alive. Basically he 65% of his body was burnt as the story goes. <clears throat> so if you guys want to know more about that story, it's a story of Travis Barker, 2008, his plane crash. He'll tell you all about it. Um, if you want to know the story about Aaliyah, the uh, R&B singer who died, in, I think it was in 2001 or 1999, one of those, um, same thing. Everybody was telling her not to get on the plane. She got on the plane anyway. We, ha we have an intuition. I'm bringing that up because if you're going to overcome self-sabotage, you got to trust yourself. You know what to do already. You have a feeling. You'll have these intuitive ideas. You have to execute these ideas as soon as you get them. That's what keeps you moving forward. Self-sabotage starts to set in and gains momentum when you stop doing the things you know you should be doing. That's exactly what happens to us. Okay. So here's how we're going to end this. I'm going to go through your guys' questions, of course. But I just want to make this clear. Overcoming self-sabotage is a game. In order to win the game, you have to understand the rules. Not only do you have to understand the rules, but you got to use the tools that are given to you. Get this. One of the tools that are available to you is making decisions. The quicker you make decisions based on what you want and not on what someone else's opinion is, the more you'll be in control of yourself and you won't get in your own way. Number two perception. If you see success and why you can do what you got to do, you're more likely to do it. But if you give in and your perception is why you can't and why it's hard and it's difficult and you're never good at it, that's all it will ever be. And number three, you have an intuition. It tells you exactly what you should be doing. You'll get the inspired idea. You'll have that feeling that says, this is the direction you need to go. And you need to trust it. Okay? And if you do these three things, um, there's no question you're going to get better at taking action and doing the things you truly want to do. It's a practice. That's all it is. The only way you're going to get better at being in control of yourself is practicing. That is the only way. And you got to practice these tools that are given to you. The tool of making your own decisions. The tool of having your own, excuse me, the tool of having your own perception that serves you, the tool of trusting your intuition, right? The, that's, this is what's available to you, but you got to practice using them and understand something. One of the rules in this game of life is the law of cause and effect. If you don't put any energy to practicing these things, what do you think the effect is going to be? What you put out is what you get back. What you give is what you receive. So if you are committing yourself to a practice every day and training yourself to be great, that's a cause. The effect is greatness, success, the outcomes you're looking for. 
That's exactly the rule of life. And the opposite is true. If you don't put any work in, you don't practice this, the effect will match. You won't get anything out of it. All right. Let's see what you guys have to say today. I know I had some comments throughout this. We'll come back and address them. see here. You guys want to see something cool? My wife got my my wedding ring. Oh, it's not even in here. What's going on? Oh, I think she's holding on to it for some reason. <laughs> well, let's cancel that. All right. Let's take a look at your guys' comments. Uh, let me bring this up. There we go. Even if the decision is selfish, that's a great question. When you make a decision for yourself, does that mean you're being selfish? Yeah, of course it is. But selfish in what way? Selfish in a way that is going to help you get what you want in a positive way without hurting someone else? Or selfish in a way that would hurt somebody else, right? So you know when you're making the right decision. We all have to be selfish to a certain extent in the context of what society says is selfish, right? Um, but I wouldn't get caught up in the word selfish. I, I would just, what is it that you want? Make a decision based on that. Is there a way you can access this later? Yep, just go to the YouTube channel. Link in the bio. Oh, let's see here. I addressed these comments. And decision. Do some decisions take time? Some decisions take time. But when you truly learn about decision-making, they shouldn't take time. If you think about it, but they do take time. The purpose of a decision is to get you to where you need to go. So the longer you wait, the longer you, you are stuck where you are, right? Um, that's why you have to know what you want. I just, I went over it earlier. What are the three steps to getting what you want in your life? Number one is you got to know what it is that you want. Number two is you need to become the person who would have that. And number three, you got to do those things. You got to take the actions. Well, in order to do all that, you got to make some decisions. You got to decide that's what you want and you're not going to stop. You got to decide to be that person every day. You got to decide to take the actions every day. Uh, let's see here. Finding freedom. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Why do, so, why do some people make a pro and a con list to making decisions? Because that's what we're told to do. Right? You know what's so interesting about education? Is that all the advancements in life, all of the 
um, inventions, all of the discoveries, um, all of the historical events. You know what the one common denominator in all of those? They all were considered to be illogical at the time. Just go back and do your research. You'll see. During that time, when an advancement happened, a invention took place, a discovery was made, it's considered illogical. It doesn't make any sense. Well, when you start making decisions based on what you want to the people looking from the outside, it won't make any sense to them. That's how you know you're headed in the right direction. Because you're making decisions that are in alignment with you, not other people. I read it to you. If you allow another person's opinion to be a part of your decision making, you will not have any desire of your own. You won't even make a decision. Okay, you got to make decisions based on what you want. Let's see here. Uh, I think I already addressed that question. I'm going to pass that one up. Needed this message. Perfect timing. Thank you. I'm happy it was perfect timing. Wow, I have butterflies. Mindset is everything. It sure is. Do you upload the lives on YouTube? I sure do. So nothing happened. He didn't know he did not. Uh, let's see here. Appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to talk about such things. You're welcome. Can you manifest a job? Here's a question. Can you manifest a job that you want the exact one if there's no opening? Or do you manifest something similar to it? Let me give you a story that will answer your question. This was in, what year was this in? Okay. 2012, I was in the army. And during that time, the rules were, as long as you had seven years in service, meaning you've been in the military for at least seven years, and you've been in your current rank for at least I think it was uh, at least two years, you could get promoted from E6 to E7. Now, don't worry if you don't know what E6 or E7 is. Just understand that E7 is the next rank. And also understand this, that E7 is usually the rank that most people will, will retire at, meaning they did 20 years. Well, I was coming up on that rank in my seventh year of service. I had an opportunity to get promoted to E7. And that's what I wanted. I was carrying the E7 rank with me everywhere I went. It was in my pocket. I had a uniform already made with the E7 patch on there in my wardrobe. I'd look at it every day. I was already, it was already in my mind. It was done. Well, a couple of months before they released the list, the Department of the Army comes out and says, hey, you know what? We're going to change the rules. Instead of you, instead of us requiring you to have seven years in the military, you need to have at least nine years in the military. So the list comes out and I'm not on it. And I'm like, dang, all right. So 
um, I didn't really put any energy to it. Remember, going back to our tools here, my perception at that time wasn't, oh, well, this ain't going to work out. My my perception was, oh, well, then the next time I'm up, I will get promoted. This is going to work out anyway. So anyways, um, I hit nine years and I'm up on the list. I'm number 11 on the list. Now, if you guys don't know what that means, understand this. The Department of the Army has a list of soldiers who are qualified to get promoted. And they take the list and they have another list that says, here's all the vacancies, right? Here's all the open positions in the different units throughout America. And they match them up. They say, all right, this number one person is going to go to this unit over here. This number two person is going to go to this unit over here. And that's what they do. Now, in order to do that, um, they contact the person to get an agreement. Hey, do you agree to be moved to this unit? And the person has a choice. They could say yes or they could say no. Now, at that point in time, when I showed up on the list, I was number 11. I had the thought that, man, there's no open positions because I can go see the amount of vacancies that exist. The amount of vacancies at the time was there was only four vacancies that were available, meaning even though there was 50 people on the list, only four was going to get promoted at that time. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, there's only four vacancies. I mean, how is that really going to happen? And I said, wait a minute. No, I'm already an E7. Some way, somehow, I'm going to get that position. Some way, somehow, this is going to work out. Because see, for ye for years, I'd been staring at that E7 rank. That was like for four years I was staring at it every single day. It was on my desk. It was in my pocket. It was in my closet. It was in my car. Everywhere I went, that rank was with me. So in my mind, it was done. It was done. So when I was number 11, I really didn't think much to it. So what happens? All the people ahead of me say no. That's what happened. And I was the first person to get promoted on that list. Why they all said no, that's up to God. There were circumstances in their life. There were situations that happened in their life that caused every one of them to say no. So don't give any energy to, well, there's no opening. That doesn't matter. You don't know what's going to happen next month. How do you know that business isn't already planning to open up another slot? How do you know the person in that slot, maybe they're about to have a divorce and they got to move? Maybe their son gets sick and then they got to quit. You don't know that. Maybe they do something and get fired. Then, then the position is open again. You see, you can't get too ahead of yourself on this. It's not our job to know how everything's going to happen in the background. Our job is to show up and have that faith and expectation that it's going to work out. That's our job. That's Again, let's go back to the rules. The rule of law of cause and effect. The cause is you seeing what it is that you want and living from that place. The effect is you're putting yourself in a position to receive it. It'll happen. It'll unfold. That's the way that it works. So I, I tell that story because it's just another example. You don't need to know how, and you don't need to see how it all is going to unfold. You just need to already have it in your heart that it will. And that's where you need to be. I wouldn't give any energy to what you don't see. What you don't want 
is thinking that they don't have any positions. That's thinking about what you don't want. Thinking about what you do want is you, oh, there is a slot for me. There, there is an opening position for me out there. And you know what? There may be a chance where it's not even with that company. There may be another company that you are not aware of that's better than that company. You don't know that either. All right. Hopefully that answered your question. How do you respond to overcoming a freeze response when you want to take action? Yeah, that's a great question. So how do you overcome when you, you're trying to take action, then you freeze and you stop and you back away? I think there are, I think there are three things that you can do. Number one, I would get the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I would read the first two pages of chapter eight. And I would read those every day. Now I'm giving you instructions, whether you follow them, that's up to you. Okay. But I'm giving you a game plan so you can win in your life. If you follow the game plan, you will win. If you don't follow the game plan, you're going to lose. But the choice is yours. Okay. Part of the game plan so you can win is first get the book, Think and Grow Rich and only read chapter eight, the first two pages. And read them every day before you go to sleep. Just do that. Just commit that you're going to do that. Second part to this game plan. Okay. Uh, is you need to have some leverage. Okay. Why are you going to take this action? Why is it so important to you? There's got to be a reason. There has to be an emotional reason on why you have to take this action. If you don't have that emotional reason, you'll freeze. Okay. You, you got to figure out whatever that emotional reason is for you. Like, why is that action so important to you emotionally? And you need to think about that. Okay. Um, so you have to think about that. You're studying about making decisions. The third thing is you need accountability uh, and mentorship. That's the best decision I ever made. That's why I always tell people you can't do this by yourself. If you're trying to go outside your comfort zone, you need somebody around you to help you keep moving forward because you, you have to understand you have spent at least 20 years thinking in a certain way already. When you go to step outside the comfort zone, you're dealing with 20 years at a minimum of conditioning. So if you don't have someone there to hold you accountable to help you work through that mentally, oh, you'll talk yourself out of it especially if you have not been practicing making decisions. Oh, you'll, you'll get crushed every time. That's what happens to majority of people. That's why they say, at, what is it? At least 92% of people will never achieve a goal in their life. 92%, that's a, that's a crazy number. Why? Because the goal that they set is outside the comfort zone. And because no one teaches this, this information, what happens? We go in there ignorant. We don't know any better. But what we do know is what we've been trained to think. And when we get outside our comfort zone, we've been told to go, to retreat, slow down, don't do that. And so we freeze up. That's why you got to have accountability. Because see, accountability, this is how powerful it is. You know you're procrastinating. So what do you do? You pick up your phone and you call your coach, you call your mentor, you call your accountability partner. Hey, 
I'm trying to do this. I'm having a hard time, but I'm not doing it. Can you help me? And they'll help you through it and you'll move into action. So those are the three things, a part of this game plan that will help you win. Study what you have to do, which is make a decision. Understand that you need to be emotionally involved. You got to really want whatever it is that you're doing. And three, you got to have some type of accountability and mentorship. You got to have someone there who understands what you're trying to do. You try to go to your friends and family, they'll just reason with you. They'll say, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. They don't know what they're talking about because they don't teach this stuff. All right. Are there any books that you'd recommend? I have quite a few books. I'm only going to give you five because this is I think this is all you need. You don't even need these five. You only need one book, by the way. You only need one book to change your life, by the way. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. Those are my top five books. And then after that, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's a great book. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That's a great book. Um, what else is there? I got a lot of books here. I think that's good enough. All right, let's see here. Um, do you think you manifested the extra two years delay via your subconscious mind? No. I don't believe, because that that really didn't have much to do with me. That was more of of the military. That's a manifestation at um, as a collective. The only reason why it was seven years uh, was because we were in two wars at the same time. So they they had to recruit a lot of people, which meant they needed to promote a lot of people, and to do that, they needed to make it faster which is why it was at seven years instead of nine. So no, I don't, I don't think that great question. though. All right, let's wrap up this podcast today. Overcoming self-sabotage. It's a game. What are the rules to the game? Law of cause and effect will be one of those rules. What you put into this is what you're going to get out of it. So if you don't really take this information seriously and you don't practice this information and you don't set those intentions, it won't work for you, okay? That's a rule to winning in life. What you put out is what you get back. Now, what are the tools available to you to win, to overcome self-sabotage? Number one is your decision-making muscle. You got to make quick decisions that are based on what you want, not on another person's opinion. Rule number two, your perception. You have to understand that you get to choose how you see things. Now, how you've been seeing things is a direct result of your own upbringing what you were exposed to, your past experiences. A lot of times that gets you in trouble. You got to make sure that you have the right point of view that's going to help you get to where you want to go. Okay? The third thing was your intuition. Your intuition is never wrong. And for the mothers who are watching this, you know what I'm talking about. Your intuition is never wrong. We all get that feeling when we know someone's staring at us. We know that feeling. We know that feeling when there's something wrong with someone. They don't even have to tell us. We can feel it. We, we have the intuitive thought where 
We get an idea. It feels good. And when we trust it, we succeed. When we don't trust it, we end up, you know, shaking our head like, man, I should have listened to myself. Right? That's your intuition. So if you were to practice, I don't think it's an option, but, you know, if you practice this every day, those three tools, you will be prepared to go out there in the game and win because you're practicing the way that you are going to play. You're practicing just like a champion would practice. They master the basics. They understand the rules. This is what you got to do in your own life. I'm giving you the root cause to overcoming your self-sabotage, not some quick strategy. The, the, the true transformation is in the subconscious mind. You practice these three tools, you're going to alter some things in your subconscious mind. All right. I want to thank you guys for listening today. Uh, this podcast is recorded. You can visually watch this podcast on my YouTube channel. You can do that by, by going over to the link in my bio. And at the bottom, you'll see watch Devore Darkens Live. Just click there. and uh, Or you could click on the YouTube icon and it'll take you over to the YouTube channel. All right, guys. Thank you so much for showing up today. Love you guys. Very grateful. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everyone.